Hey everyone, how is it going? Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're doing great out there. And if you're not doing great, I have a feeling that after this today's episode, you're going to be feeling better. So we are going to be sending out positive vibes to you. And we are talking to someone who is all about positive vibes today. We are talking to actress Amy Park. Hey, Amy, how's it going? Hey, Curtis. Thank you so much for the lovely welcome. Um, I'm all about positive vibes, as you said. And I'm just so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you for coming on this show. And you're calling in from where today? Calling in from Los Angeles. <laughs> Southern Cal, Southern Cal. All right. And wait, where were you filming the show, though? You were up in British Columbia? Yes, in Vancouver. Ah, okay. Okay. So back to back to SoCal for a little while, huh? For a little bit, yeah. But man, Vancouver is beautiful. I, I don't know if you've ever visited, but it's a lovely, lovely place. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think, have you, have you been to San Francisco much? I have. Yeah. Yeah. Vancouver's one place, I think, in my mind that reminds me the most of San Francisco, you know, so I definitely know I could live there. You're not wrong. They definitely have a lot of similarities. And if you like living in San Francisco, I think Vancouver will be a very easy transition. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it would be. Hey, what's good in L.A. right now? Good in L.A. Um, the weather apparently is finally good. I've <laughs> been traveling for about three, four months, so I haven't visited L.A. in about I guess in 10 months or so, but apparently the weather is finally good. So I'm excited to be out, see my friends, eat good food, eat all my favorite acai bowls, all the things that I haven't been able to do in these last 10 months in LA. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know, LA is, my sister's down in LA and I, you know, there's times when it's foggy in San Francisco in July and it's like, you know what we should do? We should go visit LA. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so close. So that's so, so clutch. Yeah. So uh, we are talking to Amy Park. Let me give a little background on Amy here. So you got to, I don't know if you're comfortable with people talking about you, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about you a little bit here. So uh, let me tell you the story about how I found Amy. I found Amy after watching an episode of Alaska Daily, which is an ABC Hulu show. And I'm watching the show. And you know, since I do this podcast called the Infatuation Podcast, whenever there's an Asian on the screen, I kind of... My antennas go up. My, you know, I start. I start thinking, who is this person? Who is this person on this show? And so I did a little, you know, as we do now, did a little social media searching. You could call it stalking a little bit. But so I found your Instagram, and I saw, I saw one of the, I don't know how to say this. I saw one of the most positive, inspiring reels that I've seen in a long, long time, and it was uh, a reel of you. And there's no sound, but there's you do you describe it in the show notes. I mean, not in the show. Notes, you describe it in your caption, but it, there's no voices on it. There's just music, and I think you're saying, "I got the part." If I'm reading lips correctly, you're saying, "I got the part," and there is laughing, there is crying, there is just everyone is just super excited. You're telling friends and family about how you got the part on Alaska Daily. And so I just said, you know what, we got to we gotta talk to Amy. So I uh, I searched you up and, and messaged you and you got back to me. So, so happy to have you here. Oh, Curtis, thank you so much. Um, it, no matter how many times uh, people talk about that specific reel I posted, it, it still touches me. Like it's truly the first time. There was really no emotion that can encapsulate 
um, how I felt receiving all the love and shared, you know, joy with with all of my friends and community. And, you know, you never forget your first big, big win, you know. So that will be always with me forever. (laughs) Yeah, it's very it's very cool. So everyone out there should go go find Amy Parks A M I Parks uh, uh, Instagram and go check it out. And you know, I I know you've been probably been told this before, but you definitely smile with your eyes. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay, but I'm gonna take it a step further. Watching that video, I didn't realize that you can actually smile with your entire body. <laughs> like that, that video is you just just so much joy in that video. So it's really really cool. Thank you so much. Oh, that I'm <laughs> received. Thank you. Well, let's dig. If you don't mind, can we dig into your roots a little? I've heard you speak Korean, so I'm guessing you're Korean American. I am. I'm Korean American. Uh, born and raised in New York and New Jersey, so East Coaster. And then after graduating from college, I moved to Los Angeles about six years ago. So been a really, really great, great East Coast and West Coast living. <laughs> mm-hmm. when, did, was there a defining moment? I, I, I think actors or artists have a moment in their childhood or in their youth when they said, you know what I want to do? I want to be on the screen. I want to be on the stage. Was there a moment for your, for Amy Park where you decided, you know what? I got to make a living out of this. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, some people, you know, it takes years and trial and error to figure out what they love. I kind of knew since I was five. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> watching Disney channels. That's so Raven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with that show. Of course. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it was just Raven Simone's charisma, her energy, the, just her aura. Um, it just exuded off the screen. And I, I absolutely loved the show. I loved the relationship she had with Chelsea and Eddie and her parents. And I was like, I I want to exude that. I want to have that. I, I want to mm. be able to be on screen and, and, and share those stories as well. And I don't know if it's also because she was a person of color. I'm not sure if that's what resonated as well. But I was one of the very, like, very, very few Asian um, kids in my school and in my high school, my middle school. Yeah. And so I think having someone that I can relate to as a fellow person of color was very important for me and integral. And especially watching that show when I was in elementary school, I think really, really shaped um, who I wanted to be and uh, the, the career that I yeah. wanted to have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talk about that a lot on this show because that's kind of what we do, right? About representation and you know, for a lot of people, it might have been uh, Brenda Song or Vanessa Hudgens or, you know, there's all these folks that in the 2000s, there wasn't a ton, but there was one or there was two that you, you saw. And it makes a difference, you know, if you can see it. Well, yeah. Uh, Brenda Song was actually the first Asian American I've ever seen on screen. I know a right? lot of people, they talk about Lucy Liu, but for me, it was Brenda mm-hmm. Song. And absolutely, I... I really wanted to be like her. I started acting like her character uh-huh. on the street, like uh-huh. Zach and Cody, because I didn't know who, how else to be. Um, so very, very interesting times in middle school, I guess you could say. Yeah, 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 of course. And, you know, I got to hand it to Disney. Disney is not a perfect company, right? But they're, uh, if through the years of terms, in terms of representation, I feel like they've, they've tried. They've tried more than other networks and tried more than other companies. And so, hey, you're part of the Disney family now. So how cool is that? <laughs> yeah, we, we have a very diverse um, show and I'm very, very grateful for that, you know, um, 
And I think they were very intentional when, when they created the show together. So I'm, I'm so grateful to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll get to that in a second. It's a really cool show, but uh, let's talk a little bit. Let's take a one step back and talk a little bit about college. So you decided you wanted to be an actor. So what you did was you got into a BFA program. Uh, where were you at? Boston U? Yeah, I was at Boston University for my BFA. It was an amazing conservatory program, and I'm so, so, so grateful that I went to it. Now, we we were talking to, uh, I don't know if you know, Stephanie Park, she plays Eliza Schuyler in Hamilton right now. She's on Broadway. And we talked to her, and, and funnily enough, she said that she wanted to do musical theater, but like like yourself, there weren't a ton of role models out there and not a ton of roles and so she actually kind of thought she would just be the token Asian in the ensemble for a long time. When you were in college, did you see a path for yourself on stage or screen that like were you getting were you getting roles that were were meaty and three dimensional when you were in college or community theater? Hey, um, I was really lucky. Uh, I was one of the very few, um, yeah, people of color who were able to get lead roles. Uh, consistently um mm-hmm. and i i don't know why like everyone is very talented so i i don't know if it's because i was the only asian female in my grade so i had an advantage um in that way because they if they needed an asian person i was like their token <laughs> yeah. go-to i'm not i'm not sure how that worked out but um i i will say it was very very um a, a really incredible experience being able to play yeah 3d characters and um the last show that i did at bu um it was a new show called baltimore by uh, our incredible playwright kirsten greenwich and she actually formed uh this show uh, based on racism on on college campuses mm. and mm. my past and i we were the first ever uh rendition of her play and so she started asking uh, each one of us, one by one, our experiences as, you know, for me, uh, what it was like being a Korean American. And so the the character, Grace Kim, a lot of her experiences that you see in this character were were mine. Um, uh. So that was an unforgettable experience. I'll never forget it. And I think they're still playing and touring throughout different campuses now, which is wow. unbelievable. Wow. 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 And then, so you graduate college and then I don't, I, I didn't know a lot about the next couple of years, but I do see that you said something like 250 auditions and almost 10 years and just kind of a, a long stretch there where it wasn't maybe the path that you thought you would have, but walk us through that time for us a little bit. Oh yeah. I mean, I've been acting for 20 years and so um, it's been very, a very steady long time coming thing you know it's it's not overnight and i think i knew that growing up because uh just just the statistics around me during that time there weren't that many roles for asian americans and (laughs) when i came here to intern um i interned at a talent agency back in 2015 and I was there for the pilot season, so I'm interning at this phone agency, uh-huh. and there's thousands of roles coming in, you know? So I'm yeah, seeing yeah. literally every single role come in. And I think out of the entire pilot season, there were maybe three roles out there for me. Uh-huh. And so I knew the statistics. I knew that was the reality of my time, but 
for whatever reason, it, it didn't bring me down. I just got more motivated because I had a feeling that it was going to shift. Um, yeah. I'm so glad that I believed believed in that because it, it really did. And I think what really keeps me going is just knowing that um, there is a space for everyone at the table. And mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. the entertainment industry, and not just the entertainment industry, but just society in general, they're, they're truly, it, it's it's really proving that everyone does get to have a space at the table yeah. and that diversity is the norm. And, and you yeah, can't, yeah. you can't overlook that. So yeah, uh, I just feel like it's only going to get better and better for everyone. And I, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we talked to a few actors and they were saying, you know what it takes is people at the table, people behind the table, people on top of the table, under the table, you know, you need, you need the voices on every level. And we're starting to see that, you know, we were just talking about beef the other day and we we're talking about everything everywhere all at once. You know, when you get writers and you get producers and you get directors and of course actors involved, then it, it starts to look more like the world that you know, you know, and you start to see yourself in these stories. Absolutely. And now I think, especially younger generation, they're so they're so lucky because they've grown up knowing that, you know, the lead roles are capable for them. Like they, they are capable of lead roles and that there's so many stories and narratives that they can see themselves in naturally. And yeah. so it's it's very different, I think, talking to someone who maybe is 12 or 13 versus someone who's in their 20s right. or 30s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even just as recent as like two, three, four years. You know, like we're not talking decades, right? Because it hasn't changed. It didn't change until a lot of people say Crazy Rich Asians was kind of a a watermark oh. experience for us. Yeah. Oh, I think it was a huge turning point because I know for me specifically after 2018, the number of not just the number of auditions, but I think it was the quality of auditions started to go up for me. Yeah. And it was a huge it was a huge turning point, I believe. Yeah, I think I think it showed box office wise that, you know, people can Asian Americans can carry a film, you know, can can make a you can make a film about Asian Americans or make a film with Asian Americans and it can it can be a commercial and just critical success. So really, really important time, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's only getting better. Like there's so many roles out for people now and um yeah, shows like beef. Shows like, you know, like just, 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 there's just so many shows. I can't even count anymore, but incredible. I, I, I recognize like three people I knew just in the show beef and it just made me so happy. Like, oh my yeah, God, yeah. you know, like we're, we're all doing it. And yeah. I think it's really about when you just keep showing up consistently, there's, there's mm. going to be a role that is perfect for you. I really believe that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Well, let's talk about your show. Yeah. Uh, it's called Alaska Daily. Uh, it is, uh, it, well, it aired on ABC, but now you can watch it on Hulu in its entirety. And, you know, I have to say, I cannot remember the last time I watched an American Network show. Like, it's been a while. Do you, do you watch national network TV that often? Oh, no, I do not. <laughs> I, I watch a lot I know, of right? streaming. Um I, I do love Abbott Elementary. I think that's an inc- oh, yeah. such an incredible show. There there are a few network shows that I, I do love, but you know, it, it does not outweigh the number of streaming I watch. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a different world out there. But you got into the show. It is, um, it is called Alaska Daily. It takes place in Anchorage, Alaska, and it it stars. I don't know. Did you know that Hillary was attached to this project from the get go? Yes, yes. So when I first got the initial audition, it was all there. Like who's who's making it, um, who's starring in it, and it, it it's it's so funny because um, the initial audition. I didn't even think twice about it. I was like, what? <laughs> this character, like, this, I, I don't resonate with this character. <laughs> and I just sent in, you know, a self-tape and moved on. Um, so I was really shocked when I got the call back. But when I read back on all the things that I specifically wanted in in um, in my, uh-huh. like, serious regular manifestation, I was yeah. like, oh, my God. I was, like, connecting the dots and... I was saying to myself, "This is this is what I've been manifesting." So oh, wow. I I showed up to the callback like I already got it, and I showed up with full confidence. Uh-huh. So I'm so yeah. glad that I did because yeah, yeah. had I not, I I don't know if it would have you know turned out the way that it did. Yeah, that's really interesting because I do you remember how the character was described at first? Uh, shy and timid. Yeah, she was a shy oh. timid character, and I I'm grateful. I. Uh, I'm I'm so happy that in the callback, uh, Tom McCarthy, he was like, forget about the shy and timid. We're just going to play. Like, just let that go. And I was like, great. <laughs> and yeah. I just had fun. I don't really remember what we did in the callback, but I, I was I was very present and we had a lot of fun. And I, I just knew I knew it was mine. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean. I mean, I don't know you very well personally, but when I watch you in the show, I I feel like I see a little bit of Amy Park in Unipark, you know, a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. The writers started to write um, based more on the the actors, and uh, you get to kind of see that, especially yeah, you get to see some of my personality come through. But what yeah. I did like about the way Yuna started was she was timid in the way that she was the newest reporter at the daily mm-hmm. alaskan so she she's learning everything new her and gabriel are the youngest and, and you know yeah, gabriel was yeah. an intern whereas you know right. was like the first like you know the, the youngest and uh, the, the newest uh, reporter so uh i think the shy the timidness you can see there but i love the fact that you see Eunice art grow more in her confidence and uh finding that groundedness for herself yeah, yeah. No, I think you do see that. And so, uh, you know, let me read to you the description of the show, and then maybe I'll ask you to do a better description of the show. Okay, so this is what's on IMDb. We have Alaska Daily is described as a journalist seeks a fresh start in Alaska working for a newspaper in Anchorage. <laughs> they don't talk anything about the indigenous community? <laughs> That's it. That's it. Could you fill it in a little better than that well, how would you describe Alaska Daily? What's that show about? Group of investigative journalists who are seeking to show a spotlight on the missing and murdered Indigenous women in in Anchorage, Alaska. How about that? Yeah, that's a huge through line, and then it's episodic as well. So there's kind of different different stories every week, but then there's that through line, and yeah, so that's something that's unique to Alaska, of course. You know, why, why do a show called Alaska Daily if you don't have something unique about Alaska? So that's unique. And so, yeah, you play Una Park, uh, Korean-American, and we don't know much about her background. 
I know you probably put in some homework and, and did a little research on who she was. Um, what's your background on, on Yuna? Who's Yuna in your mind? Yeah, so the creator and I and the producers, we talked about this. Um, her original name was Tian. Tian. Tian Lee, Tian Park. It, we, we changed it four times, actually. And um, they the producers eventually was like, Amy, we want you to name your character. So give us a mm. list of uh, Korean names that you that you really like and you want to be called. And we'll choose it from that list. And oh. they, I, I, Yuna was one of them and they really liked Yuna. And so they're like, okay, let's change it to Yuna. So the fact that I got to choose my own character's name yeah. It's such a gift. I mean, th- cool that really that? Yeah. happened. So the fact that um, Tom McCarthy and the producers were so open um, yeah. with me, just yeah, getting to go on that journey was amazing. And the reason why Tom initially, he initially chose the name Tiyun because he said that Yuna was born in Korea and then she mm. moved to the States when she was uh, very young. So mm-hmm. our, our idea is she... Um, her and her family moved to Alaska when uh, she was very young. There's actually a very big Korean community there, actually, and it's uh-huh, so yeah. cool. Um, when I was doing research, I got to talk to a fellow Korean American who who was born in uh, born in Alaska, oh. and yeah, uh-huh. it, there's a whole community there, and it was very similar to I think the Korean community that I grew up in Jersey. So uh, that was that was really cool alignment, um, and. Tom and I decided that she went to school at um, UW and okay, then yeah. she became a lawyer in corporate litigation. And that was basically uh-huh. based off of her parents' wishes, not really so much hers. <laughs> and she was uh-huh. like, yeah, I'm making good money, but I'm not satisfied. I'm not fulfilled. I'm not, um, I'm not fulfilling my purpose. And uh-huh she decided to drop everything and become a reporter and I fully support it. <laughs> yeah. Does Amy Park have a little, your parents ever say, you know, Amy, you went to college, maybe it's time to get a different kind of job. Did they ever have that, that for you at all? I'm for whatever reason, my parents always wanted me to do what I loved. And oh. I think it's because my mom specifically, I asked her this question. I was like, you know, why have you, why were you always supportive of what I wanted to do? You know, I told you I want to be an actress since I was five and you were like, great, let's do it. And she basically said, because I never got to do what I wanted to do. Oh, oh wow. God, I know. Wow. Tears, right? Yeah. Get your tissues out. It's She was yeah. like, why would I want my children to go through the same thing that I went through and not get to live out their fullest joy? So that's cool. Uh, kudos to my mom. Really, really grateful for her. And yeah. I'm I'm so I'm so lucky that I get to have a different experience. Yeah, that yeah, it's not not unheard of, but also not the norm either. So yeah. yeah, very cool. Well, let's go back for a sec to to the show. So you know what I love? I really love 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 of this about Yuna. And I'm I'm so glad you picked the name too. Kept it Korean. You know, I mean, she could have been a Sarah. <laughs> she could have been a Michelle. Yeah, but. absolutely. Yeah, she could have been. A Jessica, right? A Jennifer, Jessica. But I am really happy that Tom and the producers wanted to stick to her Korean roots. And uh, funny enough, I I was like, well, if Yuna's Korean American, then she can definitely speak Korean. I, I, I fully believe that. 
And I actually asked the the producers if I could speak Korean in the show. And yeah. so they were like, we love the idea. And episode five became, you know, the episode where, you know, I got to speak Korean. And that was an unforgettable experience. I'm so, so thankful to ABC for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that was a cool moment for you too. Yeah. Very cool. But uh, what I what I really love about Yuna, besides just her name, is that, you know, she's a three-dimensional Korean-American person. She, um, you know, I think growing up in the 80s and 90s, there were kind of two different roles, right? There was like, you were an Asian who was clearly Asian, where that's the whole show is about it, you know, the fresh off the boat or Kim's going to be like, you're, that's what the whole show is about. Or you're kind of an Asian character who was, could be anyone, but it, you happen to be an Asian actor. Like, did you ever watch Gilmore Girls? Bits and pieces. <laughs> I, I know there was the Asian character on that show um yeah but no one really talks about her unfortunately you know yeah they never explain they never really explain it like she's in a small town where is it connecticut or something she's a small town and she's she's korean american she's lane kim yeah. uh but they never I, I i didn't i didn't watch the show religiously but she was just there and that's fine you know it's good to see a face up there it was good to see some but what i love about your character on the on your show is that you are clearly korean american but it's not about the fact that you're korean american and you the culture is who you are and a part of who you are but it's not you know i love that i love that we have these roles now and i love that they're being written and they're asking questions they're asking you questions about your childhood and and what would you what would amy do in this situation i love that i love that Thank you so much. I, I completely agree. I wanted to be in, you know, it's, I think there's spaces for both, right? Because there are, there are parts of me that solely want to do lots of Asian driven, you know, rooted um, storytelling. Yeah. And then there's another part of me that also wants to um, investigate what it's like to not have to talk about that because right. it's just a part of who I am. And I, I really think that Alaska Daily Greta did a great job just, you know, cause there's, there's, you know, we have an indigenous character. We have a, um, a Latin American character. We have a black character. We, we have a Korean American character. All of the, our backgrounds are just part of us, um, but it doesn't make it the thing that defines us. And I think it's beautiful that we can now finally have storytelling that makes space for both. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely time, right? Because I know when I open my door and I, I see my friends and I see my family, we are clearly Chinese American, but we don't talk about it every single day, but it informs our decision. It informs, you know, our choices. And I, so I just, I think it's time. I think it's time that you can see a cast that part of them look like you. It's just nice to see a slice of life that that kind of could be San Francisco. It could be Los Angeles. It could be New Jersey. You know, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. And I, there was, I don't know if you got this. It's, it's very, um, like, I think they transitioned into this very well, but when, you know, was going through a really tough time, you know, her coworker and, and like kind of lover Austin recommended her to go to therapy. And she was hesitant mm. at first because I think yeah. from a lot of Asian American backgrounds, therapy is this right. thing that's like, what? what is wrong with you? Why would you go to therapy? Um, And it was really cool how he broke it down for her. And you get to see that real time and her going into therapy. And then you see a shift in her um, immediately. Mm. And 
I thought the show did a really great job of of showcasing that so delicately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that that was uh, that was a cool moment. There's a bunch of cool moments. My only, you know, my only beef about this show, so that Yuna didn't get enough stories. We got to get Yuna some more stories to work on. Come on, Sydney, give her some stories. Give her some meaty stories to work on. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, really fun show. Everyone should go check it out. You know, we are fingers crossed. I saw you just post a poll on USA Today. I'll I'll put a link to it in in our show notes here. But yeah, we're you know we don't know for sure if there's a season two, but we we definitely need one. There's some unresolved business. Uh, we have a love line. We don't know how it's gonna turn out exactly. So yeah, everyone go out there, vote for, uh, go on the uh, USA Today poll and vote for Alaska Daily. Go watch it. I, I'm sure ABC Hulu is looking at the numbers. They want to see more downloads. So go to Hulu, binge the whole thing, binge it five times and just make sure you get people out there watching the show. It's really, really fun. Uh, what was the biggest takeaway for you in terms of learning as an actor, as a person? What was your biggest lesson coming out of Alaska Daily? Oh my God, there's there's so many. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. I think well, this is my first time as a series regular, so it's my one of my mm-hmm. first times being one of the, the ensembles that carries you know a show from start to finish. And I think what the biggest thing I've learned is to know my boundaries and to stand up for what I believe in, because the only person who can stand up for your character is yourself, the actor. And I never knew how to do that before. I never had the chance to. Mm. So I think I really, when I believed in something and I wanted to stick to it, whether it was how the character looked or what she believed in or what she thought, I, I think it was wonderful that we were able to collaborate with the writers and let them know what we Uh, what was on our minds about our characters and their arcs. And I don't know if that's rare or not, but I I know that from our show, we just became a beautiful family and the cast and crew have been absolutely incredible. And uh, I think from us just really taking in and and learning and listening and being open-minded was the key to a, a really lovely season one. Yeah, yeah, I know that does seem like a, a cool thing to have some input and some say. We were talking to um, Stephanie Park, I mentioned before, and she's on Broadway, and she said she had to learn that, that, you know, there are some values that we have as as Asian Americans where we respect our elders, you know, maybe we, we hold our tongue, we're, we're maybe a little more non-confrontational. I'm, I'm stereotyping, but, you know, maybe that's a little more in our culture to do that, and she said she had to unlearn a little bit of that. Because, yeah, there's a hierarchy and sometimes the hierarchy doesn't respect the one who doesn't say anything, you know? Yes, there definitely is a lot of unlearning. I agree with Stephanie in, in, in many forms. And I, I think it's hard to stand up for yourself. It's hard because I know for me, I'm a recovering people pleaser, Be- mm-hmm. you know, and um, and, you know, not talking back and not telling what, you know, not stating what you're actually thinking and because it it, call, it comes off rude i had to really unlearn that and uh understand what boundaries were first of all because growing up there were no boundaries in asian yeah. households i'm generalizing but what what are boundaries right mm-hmm. and so figuring out what my boundaries were making sure my mom now understands what boundaries are and and just in general because it's self-respect and 
the more I get to respect myself, then I get to respect um, others and their boundaries too. So it is, it is a growing learning experience for sure. Yeah. Um, I have a All right. Here it is. Um, huh? How, what made you get into Alaska Daily? Cause you said you don't watch network television. What, what was the appeal from the start? Um, huh. Let me, th- <laughs> let me think, how did I find Alaska Daily? I, you know, so I just, um, I just subscribed to Hulu and maybe because I watch a lot of Korean content on there. I don't know if that would have triggered it. Maybe, I don't know. It came up as a suggested and I like, I like Hillary Swank and I mean, who does it? Who does it? (laughs) So, um, when I saw her attached to it and I saw she's doing a, a TV show, I don't think I've ever seen her do a TV show. I know her from movies. And so I said, oh, I got to watch this, right? And so, and I love a lot, actually, that's weird too, is I like Alaska. I, I've watched, have you ever heard of the show called Less Than Zero? No, no, I haven't. Oh, what's it called? Living, no, not Less Than Zero. That, that's the Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> no, it's called Life Below Zero or something like that. It's about people who live way north, like even north of Anchorage, like they're way in the Arctic Circle. And they hunt and they fish and some of them are indigenous. And I love that show. And so I, I like I like things Alaska. I don't know why. And so that popped up, Hillary Swank. And then I, I watched an episode. I said, you know, I'll give this a try. Oh, thank you so much for doing that. Um, yeah, I know. I, I know that Alaska. Well, I didn't really know Alaska very much until I went there for the pilot. It's so beautiful there. I mean, the nature yeah. is exquisite. Yeah, it, it's really unique. I think of, of all the states, I think Hawaii and Alaska are the most unique of all the American states. You know, like they're so different than others. And I, I don't uh, I don't disagree. I believe they're beautiful. Yeah. 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 I can't wait to explore Alaska more, to be honest. So you were up there for the pilot, did you, but not most of the shooting or just some of the shows? Just very uh, just a few of the shots were in Alaska. Yeah. The exteriors. Mm. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you got your, your taste. I, I've noticed your Instagram tends to be tropical more than, more than snow. So, uh, was that a little bit of a change for you, Alaska? And, uh, I don't know what month you were there, but yeah, uh, we were there, um, September, September, October of 2021. Um, you're probably seeing a lot more tropical because I've just done like a three month <laughs> tropical vacation around a few countries <laughs> uh, okay yeah no but it, i think it's beautiful i, I don't know if i'd want to live there because the winters are a little long and a little harsh but in terms of culture and just uh unique experiences i think alaska is pretty cool so maybe someday i'll get up there for a little bit more yes absolutely If you don't mind, could we could we take it back to a, another period of your life? This is before Alaska Daily, and in some ways, I think maybe it was important. I don't know how you feel about the greater arc of life and stuff like that, but in some ways, I feel like it was important for you not to have gotten Alaska Daily for this part of your life. So I'm talking about this time when you uh, started this company, or I don't know what you call it, collective, or it's called, uh, I'll let you describe it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, back in 2019, there were just a series of events that were, you know, when you have some of those like times in your life when it's like one of your biggest downfalls um, and you just kind of have to stop everything. Mm. Uh, it was 
I think in September, August, September of 2019, it was just like a week of my mom getting cancer, the news of my mom. And uh, I got scammed by a quote unquote friend. I I was like very, very close to to be a lead on a Netflix show. And um, that was also the same week I found out that um that they went a different way and, and so many other things it was like oh yeah. the week that my first dog died oh it was just like a very very sad week oh. and just having 16 dollars uh, in my bank account i knew that i had to do something very quick <laughs> not only for myself but now to help with my mom with their hospital yeah. bills and i started thinking quick on my feet and i started messaging people you know what what do you guys know me as like what am i good at and what do you think i can teach and the majority answer was Mm -hmm. amy you would be an amazing life coach i would pay you to be a life coach and i didn't have time to really think about it because it it was kind of a desperate situation and i gave myself eight weeks to create a coaching program called the awaken joy and started building my entire program and uh the first the, the first run of it every single seat got um sold out and i oh. knew that there was something to this yeah. and so i started doing rounds and rounds and rounds more uh and i did three years of awaken joy mm-hmm. and just finally decided to close it um in january so oh. it's been an amazing oh, okay. chapter of my life uh it changed my life and i met more people than i yeah. ever thought i would especially during the pandemic yeah oh, sorry i didn't know that it, it just closed but um it looked like it was amazing work and you know the reason i say maybe it was good that you didn't have alaska daily was because you know everyone might say oh well of course she can be happy about her life right she's a star on network television but i think it was good that you're at the place maybe as low as you can go right yeah. and and that made you your message oh, more yeah genuine, it was definitely you know? one of the lowest points of my life um, but you know, you turn your mess into your message, right? As Tony Robbins say, uh, and I think it's like when you're at the, the way bottom, there's nowhere you can go except for up. And I knew in my gut that mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be acting, you know, anytime soon. And I remember meditating mm-hmm. for, for long hours and just, it just kept telling me like my gut was like series regular Vancouver, 2021. I just kept seeing those words and, um, I, Hmm. I believed in it. You know, I trusted my gut and I think, uh, I, I come from a a long line of Zen, Zen Buddhist, um, lineage. And so meditation has been a very big part of my life. And, um, I'm really grateful for it because it, I trust in my gut and pretty much everything that I do when I follow my gut turns out to be true. So, yeah, I think, you know, my guides and just my own intuition mm. was telling me, wait two years, create this program and, you know, make sure your plan B, which was my Awake and Joy program, supports your plan mm. A, which is my acting career. And I just knew, I just knew that it was going to be happening uh. in the fall, winter of 2021 in Vancouver. And so I started getting ready for that. I started hiring, you know, other coaches to take over my spot. Um, I started getting ready to go to Vancouver. So when my, when my reps called and this, and they said, um, 
Amy, pack your bags. You're you're going to Vancouver. Uh-huh. I was like, they're already packed. <laughs> <laughs> And wow. they know me. They know I'm all about manifestation, the law of attraction. They were like, Amy, you manifested this. Like, yeah. oh my God, of course your bags are already. Packed. Oh my gosh. Um, wow. But yeah, I I was preparing for this for a very long time in a very steady way. Wow. Wow. I love that story. That <laughs> I don't know. I got chills listening to that story. It's so cool. So cool. Um, so what's the plan? What are we doing? So we're hoping Alaska Daily comes back, but uh, what's what's new for Amy Park or what's upcoming for Amy Park? I Right now, I'm just focusing on being in the present moment. I mean, I just kind of finished my long four-month trip um, in several different countries, and I want to get back into routine. Um, I, I think right now, yeah, it's really just focusing more on myself again. I really love healing and focusing on whatever um, things I, I want to work on or heal on or, or just educate myself on. So I've been taking this time to really focus on myself and um, the areas that I know I want to grow other than acting. And so for me, um, sustainability is a big part of my life. Um, I've been thinking of different ways to uh, grow um in that field. And I know that Awaken Joy is on pause. I know it's going to definitely come back in some other uh, shape or form, maybe not life coaching, but I know it's going to continue because I still believe so much in the pillars of joy and, you know, attracting what you want and what you seek will also seek you. Um, But taking this time to ruminate on, you know, what that will look like and just enjoying day by day, because I know the news will come out soon. And I trust that whatever is happening is happening for my highest good. So uh-huh. I feel very supported and grounded no matter which way it, it goes. But I, I do really hope to come back for season two. Oh, man. We are rooting for you. We are rooting for the show. But we are especially rooting for, for Amy Park, a.k.a. Unipark. And we're just hoping that not only does the show come back, but she's going to get some killer stories. She's going to be out there in the field finding this finding the stuff that that is important <laughs> hey man thanks so much for sharing your story do you mind doing a little lightning round oh my gosh yes let's do it okay let's do it uh we might have already mentioned this but what was your favorite tv show growing up that's so raven on disney channel <laughs> that's so raven i have a student named raven it's a boy and we always say that he he says it to himself, but every time he does something, we just say, "That's so Raven." <laughs> oh man! All right, how? Okay, what was besides acting and besides getting to to work your art on the show? What was the best thing about being on Alaska Daily? The cast and crew. Honestly, I know that that may be like, oh, obviously, but it's really not because I've heard from so many other fellow (laughs) actors and crew members that you don't always like your cast members. You don't always like, (laughs) you know, the people that you're working with. And I, I don't know what that feels like because I I love it so much. (laughs) And I love my cast members. It's, it was like, you come to work and it didn't feel like work, you know, you're just working with your friends. So I will never take that for granted. Yeah. You know, and that, I, I don't know if that was just a happy accident, but that was what the show was about, too, is becoming family. And, you know, Hillary's character uh, is is not into that at first, and then she gets sucked into it, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty uh, cool. 
about that, Curtis. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> comes full circle, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out two. You get to pick one. Okay. K K pop or K dramas? Oh, K dramas, like OG K dramas. You know, like I I've, I've been obsessed with K pop and K dramas since you know like the 2000s when nobody really knew about them. <laughs> and oh gosh, yeah, the OG like K dramas. I am I'm all about. Also the OG K pop like. Big Bang, Super uh-huh. Junior, like that. That was my time. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not alone. There's a lot of people in, in maybe your demographic that that's that's where they started, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, pick one: Bibimbap or Kalbitang? Bibimbap, all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I'm a I'm a bibimbap. I'm a rice person, so I, you know, rice is life. So I'm I'm all about the bibimbap. Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. All right. Now, uh, I don't know if you know a ton of Asian actors, but na- name an Asian actor that you would love to work with. Daniel Day Kim. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking of OGs, right? Uh, you know, lot ABC show. Lost uh, in like 2000. <laughs> keeping yeah. it on brand. You're keeping it on brand, Amy. That's good. <laughs> totally forgot about that yeah that was an abc wow yeah oh, man. keeping it on brand i love it uh, <laughs> but yeah no that with the cheekbones the the chiseled chin oh man how could you not go daniel day <laughs> <laughs> all right very cool all right and we like to end each episode by asking our guests to choose an infatuation infatuation is anyone in the asian community that you admire could be living or deceased so amy park who is your infatuation I really admire Keanu Reeves for his character. Um, I love the fact that he gives and gives so mm. much. He's so humble. Mm-hmm. And I want to follow his footsteps of donating to um, different charities and causes and to crew members. Um, mm-hmm. When you think of Keanu, Ru- Keanu Reeves, you only hear good things. And yeah. I think that's really admirable. And yeah. yeah, he is definitely someone I admire deeply. Yeah, yeah. Now he's he's the nation's boyfriend, right? <laughs> he's just the coolest guy. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he rides the subway, gives away money. He's just super nice. <laughs> yeah, and he's had such a story himself, and so you see all of that, and you see the way he carries himself, and it's it's amazing. Oh, it's such a role model. Yeah. yeah. It's too bad he's so ugly, though. You know, that, that's the one thing. <laughs> Hey, his character. No, he's a beautiful soul inside and out. Absolutely. My goodness. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Hey, I think that does it for our episode, Amy. Well, today you are our infatuation. We're so happy to have you on here. Um, everyone out there, go watch Alaska Daily and go stream it. Vote for it. Whatever you Write a postcard to ABC, Disney, whatever you need to do. Get this show a season two. Uh, thanks so much for coming along, Amy. Thank you so much, Curtis. And thank you to everybody who's listening. And again, I'm so honored to be a part of this. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And uh, we'll keep in touch. Next time you get a vision for where you're going to be, can we uh, can we jump on that manifestation too and be part of that? 100%. I will let you in on it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. So everyone out there, go, uh, go follow Amy. You can follow Amy at Amy underscore Park on Instagram. Do you have any other social media? 
No, that is Instagram is pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So go follow Amy at Amy underscore Park on Instagram and go, of course, go watch Alaska Daily. And hey, everyone out there, did you learn something today? I hope you did. That's a lot of what we do around here. And I mentioned uh, usually you can write to us at infatuationpodcast at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram at the Infatuation Podcast. And we'll put all these details in the show notes. And so on behalf of Amy and myself, we hope that you're all happy, healthy, and safe out there. Until we talk to you again soon, bye. Bye.